Turret. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. A recent cover of Time magazine had these words as the headline, How to Do More Good. How to Do More Good. The subtitle, A Growing Movement Seeks to Improve the World Today and for Generations to Come. Well, how would that be done? Well, it depends on your viewpoint. And apparently, according to the Democrat Party today, the best way to do that is to destroy traditional marriage. Yes, you heard me correctly, to destroy traditional marriage. We're going to talk about that here today on Viewpoint. We're also going to talk about why marriage is important, why it is at the forefront of so many, many different efforts over the past, uh, say, 40, 50 years, why it's intensifying even now, and there's a reason for it. It's because, friends, we are on the near edge of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and Jesus himself said that as it was in the days of Lot or Sodom, so it will be just before his return. He should know. And so traditional marriage has been God's operative form to please him in society ever since creation. In creation, the second creation ordinance after the Sabbath is God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And he blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. That's God's viewpoint. Then he performed the first marriage, because there was no help me for Adam. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made a woman, and brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Jesus quoted that specifically. In fact, he quoted it in argument with the religious leaders of his day who tried to justify divorce. And he said, from the beginning, it was not so. Hmm. Jesus had a viewpoint that was different than the religious leaders of his day, even though they were supposedly orthodox believers. How many so-called evangelical or fundamentalist teachers and preachers today have viewpoints that are contrary to the word, the will, and the ways of God? Yes, even with regard to the issue of marriage and divorce. Most, most have different viewpoints. 
And so today on Viewpoint, we take a look at what the consequences of that is, because it's not just the Democrat Party that has a problem with marriage. Apparently, the evangelical community has a problem with marriage in justifying divorces and remarriage that are prohibited by Scripture and by Jesus himself. We're not going to focus on that, though. We're going to focus on why this assault on marriage. We're also going to take a look at some of the recent statistics concerning marriage. I happened to Google marriage statistics in America. And here's what I came up with very quickly. The first thing that came up was a chart with this subtitle. According to blackdemographics.com, over the last few decades, marriage has been a declining institution among all Americans, and this decline is even more evident in the black community. In 2019, only 30% of African Americans were married compared to 48% of all Americans. Half or 50% of African Americans have never been married compared to 34% of all other Americans. Would you be willing to ask yourself why that is? Are you sure you'd be willing to ask yourself that? The answer is very simple. Unwed sexual behavior, sexual promiscuity, is, shall we say, almost a given within large swaths of the black community. Yes, even in the churches. Even among many pastors, as has been testified to me by other black pastors. I'm not making it up. We don't make things up here on Viewpoint because evidence is necessary. Truth is necessary if we have any hope of change. But it's not just the black community that's got a problem with marriage, even though they seem to have, that community has a much greater problem with marriage. Another headline, marriage is in decline in America. Another, a dying institution. Another, is marriage dead? And on and on. The end of marriage in America. Another, marriage rates fall to a new record low in 2022. Another, America's biggest issues, marriage. Now, isn't this interesting? These are a whole variety of different sources, different titles for YouTube articles, and uh, just a variety of different uh, messages that are coming through. And so today, on Viewpoint, we want to take a look at why marriage in America is falling off so quickly. Do you have an answer for that? Well, there are several answers for that. And uh, among those answers is... We just don't agree with God's viewpoint anymore. Just don't agree with it. We have our own viewpoints, our own cultural viewpoints that we have substituted for God's viewpoint. And so his authority, the authority of the Bible, just doesn't matter much anymore 
unless we want to look for passages that promise blessings or prosperity. Then we can get all happy. We can get all blessed. And we can really, really get excited about what God's Word has to say. But it doesn't work that way when it comes to marriage. And so today on Viewpoint, we're going to see just how this is working. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends. And indeed, we're talking about something that determines destiny, marriage. The Apostle Paul said that marriage was establishing a picture on earth of the relationship between Christ and his church. Based upon that, what is that relationship today? Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. Today we're taking a look at what's happening with marriage. And in fact, the Democrat Party now is in a full court press to essentially destroy traditional marriage. In fact, to virtually criminalize those who would claim that traditional marriage is the only godly form of marriage. You heard me correctly. Let's take a look at what that plan is. Here's the headline today. Dangerous. 2,000 churches urge Congress to kill bill maligning marriage. To kill a bill maligning marriage. Now, what bill is this? Well, a letter has been dispatched to members of the U.S. Senate asking them to kill a Democrat bill that disparages marriage and would impose penalties on those who hold to traditional values. This apparently is how they intend to do more good for generations to come. The letter from the Alliance Defending Freedom is on behalf of more than 2,000 churches, ministries, and leaders. It focuses on the so-called Respect for Marriage Act promoted by Democrats, including Senator Chuck Schumer. Now, remember the, uh, the bill that was just passed that promised uh, reducing inflation, Inflation Reduction Act? That was a deception. That title was a total deception to sucker the American people to support it, when in fact it was primarily about climate change. But they knew they couldn't get that passed. So they called it Inflation Reduction Act. Now we have another similar bill. This one concerning marriage is called Respect for Marriage Act, which is exactly the opposite of what the title claims. And it's promoted by Democrats, including Senator Chuck Schumer, the leader of the PAC. 
Since the U.S. Supreme Court's Obergefell decision says the senior counsel for the uh, those Alliance Defending Freedom Act uh, group, we have continued to see attacks on people of faith for adhering to their religious beliefs about marriage, just as Supreme Court justices who dissented predicted in Obergefell. Despite claims from its supporters that religious liberty will be protected, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act would only further hostility against churches and ministries and the millions of Americans who hold decent and honorable beliefs about marriage. This legislation would inflict an injustice on these ministry leaders, the members of their congregations and organizations, and the countless Americans whom they regularly serve. The churches and ministries signing this letter are urging the members of the Senate to stand firm against this blatant attack on religious freedom and the institution of marriage by voting against this dangerous and unnecessary legislation. So what is this bill about? The bill, misnamed to suggest it actually protects those who believe in traditional marriage, does just the opposite, much like the pro-climate change Democrat bill called Inflation Reduction Act. It doesn't do anything to reduce inflation. And so this would open up a free-for-all for all all in America of definitions of marriage. So marriage is not marriage is not marriage. It's whatever a Democrat wants to call it for a particular purpose. Concerns already have been raised that this bill would create the precedent that child brides would be legal in all 50 states. The letter explains that H.R. 8404 from Democrats would inflict an injustice on us, the members of our congregations and organizations, and the countless Americans we regularly serve who hold to the eternal truth that marriage is between one man and one woman. In fact, the Supreme Court, which it created same-sex marriage a few years ago, declared that very right. That ruling said that such views long have been held and continue to be held in good faith by reasonable and sincere people here and throughout the world. But this bill, prompted and sponsored by Democrats, including Chuck Schumer, actually is a startling expansion of what marriage means and who may be sued for disagreement, resulting in a threat to the freedoms of Americans of many faiths, creeds, and walks of life. For example that Democrats would effectively deputize interest groups to sue religious individuals, organizations, and businesses that operate according to sincerely held beliefs that marriage is between one man and one woman. Further, it would force on all states the definition of marriage adopted by any single state. Should a state adopt polygamous or open marriages, marriages involving a minor or close relative or time-bound marriages, the federal government would be bound. And the Democrats propose that the IRS punish religious organizations by stripping their tax-exempt status if they don't endorse the radical alternatives. So here's the question that you might ask be asking yourself, how is it possible that the greatest and freest nation in world history 
that came to its existence based upon the authority of the Bible has so rapidly come under the control of this kind of serial lying, power, mad, it seems like sociopath leaders with nothing but contempt for our country, for its history, its constitution, its Judeo-Christian culture, and its people. They're, they're, they're actually changing America's language itself so that people's words and their very thoughts come under the control of what appears to be the ruling class. You know, a way of bending reality so that what appears... What, what illusion appears to be true while what is real and true appears to be lies misinformation, hate speech, conspiracy theories, and extremism. That's what these people, that's what you're called if you believe in traditional marriage. One man, one woman for life. Hmm, interesting. So why this attack? Why is it intensifying? Would you like to know? We're about to talk about it. Look, God's creation ordinance has been under attack for a very long time, going all the way back, certainly, to the late 1960s with no-fault divorce. It was instituted, by the way, by Ronald Reagan as governor of California, thinking that it was going to minimize tension and ugliness in divorce proceedings and family court. Actually, what it did was help facilitate divorces, and they began to multiply, not only across the country as a whole, but in our churches. I watched it happen. I was practicing law there in California starting in 1975, just a few years after Reagan introduced no-fault divorce. And I tell you, 80% of my clients came from the broader body of Christ. 80% were professing Christians. And what I experienced was they wanted a Christian lawyer, but they didn't want a Christian counsel from a Christian lawyer. What they wanted was a Christian lawyer to tell them what they wanted to hear so that they could divorce their spouse and get on with life and remarry some frisky filly or some uh, handsome gent that they have found. And even though I spent a great deal of time counseling people and pointing out the Word of God to them with kindness but firmness, very few ever paid attention. Very few. Because the authority of culture and the growing authority of pastors who disagreed with Jesus' words in the Scripture even in our evangelical churches, gain more authority and more power than God himself. Very difficult. I practiced law for 20 years in California until the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart in 1992 that uh, I'd been pleading the cause of men long enough, and he wanted me to plead his cause in the land as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation, America's greatest crisis hour, and indeed, It was America's greatest crisis hour, and is even more so today. 
So we talk about this issue. We talk about this issue of why this attack. It's not that difficult to figure out. No sooner had God performed the first marriage that the very next series of verses in Genesis chapter 3 says, then the serpent. He came to attack. He came to attack the marriage, their unity under God in the fear of the Lord, and that's exactly what happened. He attacked it by asking a question, hath God said? Do you know that our response to those three words for the past 50 years, 60 years, has produced a divorce culture in this country that has made us the most divorcing country in the world? Supposedly a nation under God. But we chose the authority of culture. And the legal system over the authority of Christ himself. We did. We chose that. And I watched it happen. I've watched it happen for 50 years. 20 years in the practice of law, 30 years since we formed Save America Ministries, and 27 and a half years since we uh, began this radio program. From coast to coast, friends. It's everywhere. Let me ask you a question. If you were confident that Jesus' return was right around the corner, sometime in the next, uh, say, year, would it make a difference in your decisions? Would it make a difference in your marriage? Would it make a difference in how you conducted your decisions with regard to your marriage, your marriage difficulties and so on? Would it make a difference? Or are you so under the authority of the culture and the practices of men that you can't bring yourself to agree with God and his viewpoint? Because, you see, marriage was the second creation ordinance. This first was the Sabbath. God said that it would never change. In fact, after Christ's return, Isaiah chapter 66 says that the whole world must keep the Sabbath and the Feast of Tabernacles. And if they don't, there will be no rain. You can read it for yourself. So, if... Jesus is coming back very soon. We talk about Messiah, my latest book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. If he's coming back soon, then would it change your viewpoint concerning decisions that you have made regarding your own marriage, the marriages of others? Pastor, would it make any difference to you when Jesus himself has spoken so clearly on the subject. Indeed, he did. When the religious leaders of his day said, didn't Moses command us to divorce our spouses, to write a bill of divorcement? And Jesus said, it was because of the hardness of your heart that he wrote that. 
But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, and the twain shall be one flesh, and they are no more two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. And that has traditionally been spoken at weddings almost since time began. But not so much anymore. Why? Do we really have that level of arrogance that we dis, openly dis, what Jesus himself said? And if so, are we prepared to receive Messiah when he comes? Don't answer too quickly. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website. SaveUs.org. That's SaveUs.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at SaveUs.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, Prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. One of our most looked-to fact sheets on our website, saveus.org, is the seven-page outline, Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage, What the Bible Really Teaches. It's all set forth in such an easy fashion, Organized, clearly, no adulteration, just simply what the Bible says. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage, what the Bible really teaches. Right there on the website, saveus.org. So why this increasing attack on marriage? It's very simple. If God has said something and he has done something that from his viewpoint is, shall we say, foundational to life, to his kingdom purposes, then Satan, his arch enemy, is going to do everything he can to destroy that. That's what it's all about. And he, in, in destroying marriage as God defines it and expects it to be lived out for his kingdom glory, Satan then substitutes his alternatives. And that's what the Democrat Party is doing with intent. They do not want traditional marriage to become to be the norm or the accepted cultural practice in America. 
What they want to do is make it one among many different practices in America so that you dare not say or criticize any other practice, whether it be polygamy, bigamy, uh, polyamory, whatever it is, you will not be able to say anything about it without criminal response. This is dangerous, friends. Do you not see the danger of this? And where is it coming from? The Democrat Party. Over and over again, it's not the Republicans are so righteous. It's that the Democrat Party has given their soul over to unrighteousness, period. Every stance that the Democrat Party makes or takes is contrary to the word, the will, and the ways of God. They don't want to have anything to do with God. When Barack Obama uh, was elected, the, the, you'll remember, he covered over an image of Jesus before a speech so that no one would recognize and link him with God. It's sheer wickedness. And it's increasing. And it's leading to a complete installation of Sodom and Gomorrah in America. As if we're not already there. But the Democrat Party wants to finish the task. Are you able to see that? So here's my question. I'm not asking you to vote Republican. In fact, I'm not asking you to vote at all. But I'm saying, how can you, as a professing Christian, align yourself with a political party that is so radically contrary to the word, will, and ways of God, to Jesus' own words? How can you do that? Does that not strike you as the ultimate in hypocrisy? Just asking. Jesus went on to say, a lot of people don't want to hear this, but this is what he said. It's in red letter in my Bible. Whoever shall put away his wife and marry another commits adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she commits adultery as well. Now, putting this in context from the seriousness of this matter, the Apostle Paul also repeated, the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband lives. But if her husband be dead, then she's at liberty to be married, to whom she will, but only in the Lord. In other words, only to a true believer. He also wrote, do not let the wife depart from her husband. But if she departs, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. These are the things that the Bible really says about marriage and divorce, friends, not what 
others are trying to tell you. Now, speaking of adultery, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6 says, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, and so on, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Is there anything about those words you don't understand? It's very simple. It doesn't take a lawyer to figure it out. Any child can get it. The question isn't, how do I feel? It's, what does my faith compel me to do? And if I yield to the lordship of my feelings rather than the command of faith, then I am not a person of faith. I have yielded to the idolatrous worship of my feelings. And that has become the condition in America today. And it affects our politics. It affects our families. The brokenness all around us is a reflection of our rebellion against what God has said. And do you not think that the enemy of your soul is jumping for joy with every decision that we make like that? Of course he is. He's reveling in it because he's winning in your life. When Joe Biden says he wants to uh, restore the soul of America, he has no clue what he's talking about. We're talking about the soul of America right now, friend. The mind, will, and emotions of Americans and Christian Americans. Now, somebody might say, are you saying that divorce and or remarriage when your spouse is still living is the unpardonable sin? I didn't say that. You did not hear me say that or even imply that. The only hope when we have sinned is repentance. It's the most positive word in the Bible. And if we're on the near edge of the second coming of Jesus Christ, which is the reason I wrote the book Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages, we better shake ourselves and realize we've got some business to do before God. Everybody belly aching and crying about we need revival. People are not serious about that. If they were they would be falling on their faces, particularly the millions of American professing Christians who have divorced their spouses, remarried, are adulterers before God, and are not going to inherit the kingdom of God unless they repent. Mm. You say, that doesn't, that's mean. 
No, that's not mean. That's compassionate because this is what God has said. It's compassionate. The most compassionate thing we can do is to communicate as faithfully and lovingly as possible, but in such a way that it cannot be missed, what God has said, and particularly for times like this. So what must I do, you say? Well, you must agree with God's viewpoint. That's the first thing. How do you agree with God's viewpoint? If God says, thou shalt not divorce thy spouse, then you agree with it. You say, but I have divorced my spouse. Then agree that you sinned. And confess it before him with honesty and integrity and brokenness of heart that you sinned against a holy and righteous God. And then turn from that mind and heart set. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, for one thing, you determine never again to go that way or even to entertain such a thought or to tell anybody else that they can entertain such a thought. Your friends and so on that want you to tell them what they want to hear to make them feel good. The number one reason for the breakdown of the family in America is our dissing what God has said. That's what it is. There's no other answer for it. It began in the 1960s with the spirit of rebellion and the sexual revolution and is echoed down to our time. Now, the problem is even multiplied. Why is that or how is that? Because now people are not even getting married. So the divorce rate is going down, but the unwed shacking up together is increasing, especially among millennials. They're the ones that are causing the divorce rate to go down because they're fornicators. Hmm. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's (coughs) saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and today we're talking about uh, marriage. Uh, God has marriage on his mind, has had marriage on his mind since uh, Genesis chapter 2, actually Genesis chapter 1, and through Revelation chapter 22. 
marriage is the model and metaphor through which God describes his relationship with Israel and Judah and with his church. There's no missing it. It is the, shall we say, fundamental imagery of the Bible. Can you imagine then why Satan, the enemy of your soul, would do everything he can to attack that image? That's what he's doing. And as the return of Christ approaches, he's doing it even the more so. So the Democrat Party is in a full court press to destroy America's acceptance and allegiance to the fundamental uh, practice of traditional marriage, one man, one woman for life with the new bill. Now, I want to move beyond that. By the way, if you do not have a copy of my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, I urge you to get it because uh, it doesn't talk about this issue. It, It doesn't talk about this issue at all. But what it does talk about is the unbelievable anticipation of some sort of Messiah everywhere in the world. And how people are considering that and how deceptive it is and to set the stage for choices that Jew and Gentile are going to be making. Yes, both Jew and Gentile. You will not be able to read that book without making, without choosing. You will have to make choices with every chapter you read. Messiah. Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, For the balance of the program, I want to completely shift. Still going to talk about marriage, but I want to shift to look at some things to encourage you in your marriage. In times like these, we need all the encouragement we can get. My wife and I have been married for 56 uh, years now. And uh, for our 50th wedding anniversary, we decided to put together a little book that would not only that would tell our life story and uh, marital story but would also set forth answers or direction that we have found to be of profound impact in our own marriage it's a marital motto And so what I want to do, I want to make this book available to you. It's called Lasting Love, Enduring Secrets for Marital Success. It's a $13, actually it's a $14 book. Yeah, $14 book. It's a beautiful book. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, it's it's yours for $10. Want to get it out, $10, Enduring Secrets for Marital Success, called Lasting Love. On our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, 
or give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. So here here are these enduring secrets for marital success in summary. And uh, we call this our marital motto. (coughs) We also prepared uh, little cards that we placed around the home in prominent places so that we could be reminded of these things. And here it is. In an attitude of gratitude, that's the foundation, gratitude, which is an attitude. In an attitude of gratitude, we will consider one another. In other words, we have to be thinking about one another. And as we think about one another, we're purposing daily to do five things. And here they are. To prefer one another. Isn't that what the Bible tells us to do? Even in the body of Christ, in honor, preferring one another. To pursue one another. We want to think that uh, the Lord is pursuing us, so we should be pursuing our spouse. Praise one another. God wants us to praise him, so we should praise one another. Protect one another. We want God to protect us, but in the marriage relationship, it is there that we would protect one another. And there are many ways that we can do these things. We can spend an entire hour talking about how to implement these things. And finally, to pray for one another. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I guess that includes a righteous woman, doesn't it? So, in an attitude of gratitude that we express to our spouse each day, finding something to express to our spouse gratitude, we will not think about, but will consider one another Keep one another in our minds and in our hearts before God and with that attitude of gratitude and consideration for one another, we will prefer one another, we will pursue one another, we will praise one another, we will protect one another, and we will pray for one another. If you will do those things, and in the book Lasting Love, we lay out how what that looks like, how to do that. Yes, even among the difficulties of life, a few folk that uh, read the book, in fact, that endorsed the book, said they were amazed at how transparent we were. Amazed at how transparent we were in writing this book. Lasting love. A $14 beautiful book, yours for $10 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Now, if you're getting that together with uh, Messiah, then there will only be 
$7 postage and handling, $5 for the first book, $2 for the second. That's how we work that. And uh, you'll have two very helpful, thoughtful, encouraging books in your hand. On our website, saveus.org. Lasting love, enduring secrets for marital success. These are not fly-by-night ideas. These are the things that God has instructed us to do. They're very simple, but it's in the implementation of them that we find the difficulty sometimes. On our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 2. 3255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling for one book, uh, seven for two. Now, before we wrap up, it is so important that we have your regular prayer support. What we're doing here on Viewpoint and through Save America Ministries is like uh, paddling a canoe straight up Niagara Falls. Really, that's what it's like. Because it's going against the grain. It's going against even the direction that is largely there in the church today that is not pleasing to the Lord. Like the ancient prophets of old, who had to woo and warn Israel and Judah because they wouldn't listen. And so your prayers are coveted. Secondly, prayer alone is not a substitute for obedience. A.W. Tozer said prayer is no substitute for obedience. And in this instance, we cannot keep this program on the air without your support. Just can't do it. There's no commercial support. We could not possibly get legitimate commercial support for this program because they will begin to dictate what we can say and what we can't say. And then we'll find ourselves addicted to their largesse, just like so many other, you know, look what's happened even with secular programs where uh, they tried to force them off the air. Businesses tried to force them off the air. And they're not even dealing with the kind of issues we're dealing with that go to the very heart and soul. So, please consider going before the Lord and ask what he would have you to give. You can be not just a partner in, in a bland kind of a sense, but I mean a serious partner. You may not be able to be on the air, but you are on the air. If your heart is consistent with what we're talking about, you will be on the air through this voice, and this ministry, and through your gifts. Now, that's a pretty big deal. Now, let me encourage you. Keep eyes only for your spouse. Don't allow your mind or your eye to drift. Ladies in the workplace, men in the workplace, 
Don't allow yourself to get into conversations, intimate conversations with the opposite sex, commiserating about this problem or that problem. Don't do it. You're giving place to the devil. Do not do that. Keep your mind and your heart pure. Don't allow the seduction to take place in your life. Seduction is very subtle at first. And the problem with seduction is our flesh kind of likes it. And we know that. Our flesh kind of likes it. And that's why we yield. Did you know that over and over and over again in the book of Proverbs, God warns men about the seduction of unfaithful women? And I might indicate, in this day and age, the reverse is also true. Did you know that more divorces are uh, initiated today by women than by men? The whole culture has changed very dramatically as women went back to work following World War II. It put women in a completely different situation. We're not going to argue today about whether that was good, bad, or or in between. But it did dramatically change the position or role of women and subjected them to even more temptation out there. These are all real things that you and I deal with. It's no mystery. So, even with regard to your marriage, friend, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the other things will be added unto you. But be faithful. Let all who come behind us find us faithful. Lasting love, friends. Enduring secrets for marital success. You make the choices, and God will help you make the necessary changes for that success. God bless, and be a blessing, even your marriage. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.